Bill Kate. <laughs> we are back. We are back. It has been like two weeks. I apologize. It is all good, my brother. How are you doing right now? I am rather sore. I uh, went and played volleyball with you at the Missouri Baptist University. Sure did. That was very fun. It was good to be back in the gym. And then last night, I received a few injuries in a mosh pit. <laughs> so <laughs> what? we are recovering today. Excellent. Well, <laughs> I, I think someone punched me in the rib a couple times. <laughs> I might have been stabbed once by a key. And I was definitely on the floor well, at one point. Well, um... Well, at least you're not dead. Um, Great show, though. <laughs> yes, there are some good <laughs> things on the lineup today, so let's kick that entry music and get this show on the road. Take two. Welcome back to A Little Bit of Nerd, your recreation destination for all things nerdy. We had some technical di difficulties there for a second. My name is Jalen Holston, your host as usual, and alongside me is a man that is so incredible in so many ways, Mr. Bilkey. How are you doing aside from your assault last night, <laughs> sir? Aside all assault allegations, I am doing excellent, dude. I, um, I didn't have to work today, so that was a good sign. Yes. This is going to be a good day, and then, um, yeah, I mean, I'm here. I'm feeling good, dude. Well, excellent, my sir. On the docket, we've got a couple trailers, some DC TV. we got Zack Snyder news and Game of Thrones and all kinds of things all lined up I'm for this excited, episode. I'm excited, dude. We haven't had to talk about Game of Thrones in a while. It makes me sad. <laughs> 2019. <laughs> 2019. God, it seems so far away. <laughs> it really does. But first on the docket, I don't know if you remember as a child a little film called The Incredibles. Mm -hmm. Yes, I remember <laughs> The Incredibles quite. Well, for some reason, Pixar took forever in making a sequel, and they had a trailer come out a long while ago. But now they've dropped a second trailer that's more of a full-rounded story trailer. And we are going to break it down for you. So, Bilky, first initial thoughts on the new Incredibles 2 trailer. Uh, I was laughing already. I am very excited <laughs> to see this. I'm okay with how long they took to make the sequel because I feel a lot of times sequels get rushed out and then it kind of ruins the, the prior story. So I'm okay with it because hopefully that means they took their time and they were like, all right, we're not going to flood them with this. We're going to make a good product so that way they can enjoy it for years to come. And that's what I'm expecting out of it. I'm hoping that we are on that side of it as well. I just don't see a reason why it took so long when you put out a Cars 3 and another Toy Story in between there. But still, I, I agree. I hope it's a good movie off the top. So as far as the story goes, we can see they're kind of flipping it around. So in the first Incredibles, it was about the main character, the the husband. I, I do. I guess he's just Mr. Incredible. Mr. Incredible. We'll call him Mr. Incredible. Goes off and he's recruited to come back into action while... Uh, Mrs. Incredible stays Elastigirl. Elastigirl stays Elastigirl. at home. <laughs> she stays at home for some reason and takes care of the children. So now they're flipping it around. Elastigirl is being called to come back into action as a superhero while Mr. Incredible is staying at home. So what do you think about that kind of the flipping the script there on, on the Incredibles? I think it's going to be absolutely hilarious. And you know, Jalen, I just had a thought. Maybe that's why they took so long to do it because we're coming to a day and age where the mother could be out going to work where you have stay-at-home fathers and that's totally okay. But 
I think we're getting a culture shock here from Mr. Incredible as he realizes just how hard it is to parent your children 24-7. Well, when Jack-Jack apparently is a god, uh, <laughs> yeah, the most OP <laughs> character they could have ever yes. created. When Jack-Jack can do, what so far we've seen, he can shapeshift into a, a troll monster, he can burst himself on fire, he can he has laser beam eyes, yes, teleportation. I mean, my goodness, how do they contain that? He could be a villain. Oh, man. What, what if that's Incredibles 3? <laughs> oh, no. 20 years later, and it's just Jack-Jack running rampant across the city. I mean, that would be crazy. But um, are you are you in the theater for this? Are you going to be there? Oh, 100%. I'm in the theater for this one. There was a funny comment that happened uh, on one of the shows I watched that was reviewing the trailer <laughs> that said, people born after 2005 should not be allowed to watch this movie because I've waited <laughs> so goddamn long to see the trailer. Or I the new agree. One. God damn it. Let the people who were there when Us it first happened kids get in. are hungry, bro. We've been waiting, bro. But um, The no. new age kids, they got cars, one, two, three, bam, bam, bam. Give me my Incredibles 2, how I deserve it. Yes. <laughs> Moving right along, there was another trailer that dropped that, um, oh, God. Um, let me preface this by saying I have not been about the idea of this movie since its inception and concept, even with the casting of Tom Hardy, and that is the Venom trailer has finally dropped. It's the first teaser. I will say I'll give it a little bit of a pass since it's it just finished wrapping shooting in, like, January, and we just got the, this footage out. So I'm going to give it a little bit of a pass, but I still don't think this movie is worth it. Honestly, I was not impressed by the trailer. It looked just like another bland action film where I'm confused until I'm in the theaters, and then it's like, oh, okay, it's a space thing. He's, yeah, he's, he's fighting he's... things, blah, blah, blah. Again, I, I get, I know the story they're trying to do for the Venom character in this movie, but still, it you gotta, there's the fact that there's no Spider Man involvement again is a problem for me. There's no way to spin it. There's no way to, like, no, there's no version of this that doesn't happen without him getting the symbiote from Spider-Man. There's no creative way to justify it for me. I'm sorry. That's like a core thing. That's the whole point of the Venom suit and what happens. There's no, no, no. There's not a, no. And I, I mean, I sorry. agree with your many no's. I, <laughs> I don't need it to be a spitting image of the comic books, but quit taking so many liberties with it and stick to some, like, solid structure in the story. I'm going to make a real hot take. That's like saying Superman isn't from Krypton in your movie and you're just going to give him all these powers off of some other BS reason. Yeah, pretty just much. Saying. It's like uh, General Zod just popped up out of nowhere. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm from a different planet. I'm General Zod. But we, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. prior to this, everyone knows we come from the same spot. But for this one movie, pretend we didn't. Now, like, like we said, it's the first trailer out. I'm sure there'll be another trailer where they show the suit and they'll have more of the VFX stuff done. So... Um, that's fine. But still, the main problem is, Bilky, I, I asked you this after we watched the trailer. I also am going to challenge the, our four listeners to do this if you have seen the trailer. Go show this to somebody that doesn't know uh, what the Venom property is and stop it around like the 116, 120 mark before the logo shows up. Because before then, Bilky, could you tell it was a Venom trailer? Not unless I couldn't read, honestly, because I, if I look at the trailer, like the title, it says Venom, teaser trailer. But if I watch it, I I have no clue. Exactly. Not a chance. It looks like just another standard um, sci-fi horror thing. And I get it. You got to appeal to the mass audience. But still, like, 
it could at least look kind of like you're setting up Venom. Say, like, you know, his name at least. Like, oh, Eddie Brock, you know. And, you know, the general person won't know it, but at least the sweaties that are going to, you know, <laughs> dict- your main dictate viewers, your yeah. success of this film are going to be like, yeah, like, whatever. But, or yeah. just, Or just put Tom Hardy in a sci-fi movie and not do Venom. That's what I'm saying. Freaking Sony, man. Hey, fun fact, Bilky. <laughs> In 1998, Sony Pictures actually passed on buying the entirety of the MCU. Lel. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God they didn't. Honestly, because I think they would have ruined all the beautiful movies we have now. Yes. Moving down the list, uh, I'm going to shift some things around, but I I really want to get to this point. Uh, Zack Snyder, the man who gave us Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman, we all know the public story of him leaving because of his tragic daughter's death due to suicide um, during the production of Justice League. However, that story isn't really all the details in what happened with him leaving WB, is it, Bilky? No, it has come to our knowledge that Zack Snyder was fired pre his, um, I guess, public I don't even know, departure, withdrawal, who knows. But this, uh, it was kind of surprising to me, honestly. Uh, of course, it's surprising to us because we have a brain and, like, you know, can understand things. Now, listen, I I liked Man of Steel a lot. I thought it was really good. The imagery, Zack Snyder is a beautiful visual storyteller. There is no, you cannot. You can't argue it. You can't argue that to me at all. Watch 300, watch Batman vs. Superman, watch Man of Steel. They're beautifully made films. The problem was, you know, he's always had story issues. That's that's just the crux of his his thing. But I will still go watch a Zack Snyder Superman movie, no questions asked. Um, so the fact that they decided to fire him is a problem because, as we know, Warner Brothers and DC, terrible studio, very reactionary. <laughs> Don't they just? They've been trying to do the catch up game instead of just sticking to their guns because they have amazing characters. I just don't understand it why they would do this and then um at that god it's just terrible uh, comp- on top of what actually happened in his real life. Yeah, it's almost like they god forbid this really happened. It's almost like they used his daughter's death as a scapegoat for like the official firing of him or the official story for firing him and that's really a shame. To be honest, that's exactly what happened. I mean, the they were looking for a way to get rid of him anyway. Joss Whedon was brought in well before um he had started doing the Justice League movie in production. Um and then, you know, that unfortunately happened to Zack and his family. Uh condolences always, you know, that's you never want to lose some someone like that ever in your life, whether they're your just you know, your daughter, sister, brother, friend, whatever. Um and then, you know, you put on top of that you fire the guy when he's the one that's actually put your your universe on the map and actually resurrected, you know, a version of Superman and Batman. A now. believable version of yeah. that. I mean, you know, I always give it crap because I don't like I don't like a whiny, sad Superman. I don't. I really I prefer the Christopher Reeve, you know, and the Christopher Donner films from the 70s of, you know, Superman's just this hopeful guy. Got a little bit of swag to him. You know, he's smiling when he's bashing someone through like eight walls. (laughs) Superman, you know, but um, I can't dismiss the storytelling that he put into what happens if an alien were to show up on our Earth and what it would change for our society and our culture man that was kind of crazy to watch and why do they disrespect Zack snyder even further by removing like 80 percent of what he's already shot and recorded oh it's just i don't understand why they do that it's making me want to support them less and less than i already do so 
fuck you. <laughs> That's how I feel. I am. Blatantly. A, yes. Apologies for Zack Snyder. You do not deserve that. And hopefully, I would like to see a Zack Snyder MCU film. I dude. Because their story writers are excellent, and he can already portray beautiful shots visually. Oh man. Let's see a combo. I would like to see a Zack Snyder MCU movie of hmm. Hmm. Moon Knight. Oh. He's wouldn't, playing at my heart wouldn't here. Wouldn't <laughs> that be just the most delicious piece of cinema you've ever seen? Yeah, I think that would be amazing. Or like a, oh, well, I guess they couldn't do it now. I think a Zack Snyder vision film could be really oh cool. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be amazing? It would be amazing. <laughs> Too bad he, rest in peace, is vision. <laughs> well, that's our strong prediction, is vision is 100% not making it out of Infinity War, but yes. Yeah, that would be cool. Damn it. D- Damn, Damn it. it. <laughs> we have so many great hot takes. Or, you know what would be cool, and this is way out there, it's way out there, but what if they did a Hank Pym pilot movie? Ooh, interesting. Yeah, that would I, be think crazy. That would, I think that could be cool, because the thought of it was, with this Han Solo movie, they're kind of going back to him as a younger smuggler pilot kind of ordeal. I think it'd be cool to get a pilot movie of Hank Pym and put cameos of not the major MCU characters, but minor ones that the sweaties would understand well, and yeah. freak out about. For sure. Agent, you could put Agent Carter in there. Um, you could put the other Tony Stark in there, or his his father, excuse me. Howard. Um, Howard Stark in there. Yeah, you could totally do something cool like that. Um, but moving right along, winter has come and gone for us Game of Thrones <laughs> fans. We are awaiting 2019 like a heroin addict on the street. Yes. Perfectly <laughs> described. <laughs> but don't hold your breath too long, folks, because the creators of, or the showrunners of uh, Game of Thrones, the two writers, are set to produce and help write some Star Wars films later on in the future. Now, Bilky, what does this news do for you? It makes me hot and sweaty. I am eagerly awaiting to see what story they take on. Um, that's the beautiful thing about Star Wars. It, George Lucas did an amazing job of creating a universe with so many different races and planets and issues. And what I, I was talking to Kenny about this the other day. We were, we were on Xbox, and we were playing Battlefront 2, and he was saying, you know what I love about Star Wars is that there's so many different ethnicities and races that all just kind of coexist in peace for the most part. You don't really see people freaking out when they see something that looks completely different from them, and they just exist. And I think what's amazing about that is you can create so many separate storylines, and if you get Game of Thrones writers, it's going to be good. So oh, why not? Sure. Let's see what they can do. I'm excited for it. Uh, f- oh, for sure. You know, we're we're not as hardcore Star Wars guys as a lot of, you know, some of the people that, you know, might listen to this podcast or don't. Whatever. But um, the hardcores are... <laughs> Jesus. They're up in arms about this, of course, off the back of The Last Jedi and stuff like that for no reason. I mean, it's just, it's stupid, the points that they're trying to raise up. They they talk about the show that these writers actually tried to get on air, which was about, like, what if, you know, the Civil War ended where, the you know, the South won or something. There, that was a concept for a show they wanted to produce. And at the end of the day, I'm like, dude, it's a show, man. It's an alternate universe. And to me, yeah, I'm black, but I still find that interesting. Like, what would it look yeah, like today? It's, it's supposed to be entertainment. It's not supposed to be a political statement. 
Right. I mean, and sometimes it can be, and it should be in the right circumstance, but not everything is going to be a race war. Yes. And people need to realize that, and we'll talk about that in a little bit when it comes <laughs> to Black Panther. Um, but that's just outrageous. I think, to me, this screams they're doing something in the Old Republic because that's very Game of Thronesy as far as something they could do in the Star Wars universe. I'm not saying they're doing Knights of the Old Republic. That's a storyline that's been done in gone and it's not canon so i don't think they're going to do that they're not going to do darth ribbon don't get all hype about it but i think there's some kind of world building um story that they're going to do for sure in the old republic timeline which is fascinating to me like the origins of the sith and the jedi like you know maybe we'll see darth plagueis the wise Uh, but oh. you were talking about the Old Republic. I think that would be amazing, dude. Wouldn't it? That would be sick. I want it to end where I see a young Dooku. Something. Oh, my God. Yes. I think they could blow that out of the water, and I would love to see the Game of Thrones writers take on Old Republic. Because what these people do is they're able to tell different narratives in different places. If you've ever watched Game of Thrones, there's like 6 to 19 storylines going on at one time in the show, and you can keep track of all of them because they're really good at like pacing and changing up – the story elements here and there, and actually blending it all together towards the end of each season of Game of Thrones. Um, and I don't read the book, so I'm not sitting here going, oh, season seven was ridiculous. I don't care. It was great. I loved it. I, I loved it, too. And for all... I'm getting book, worked up thinking about worms it. Are yeah, just, I know. Just, just chill, please. Not everyone is going to read all the literature like you do and dissect it by every sentence and punctuation point. It's just not going to happen. I get where they're coming from because I'm a comic book guy, so like I, I've had that feeling like, wow, this isn't anything like what I've read, but I just get over it because, you know, I'm a human being with a brain. <laughs> that's, that's, just how, I mean, that's, just, that's just how that that's goes. That's how it works. You have it up there. Maybe you should use it. Or use it correctly. Don't just be a cynical asshole Jesus. who's trying to rip people's jobs out from underneath them. I don't know. Let these people do their job. They're there for a reason. Yes. But anyway, as Black Panther opened this weekend, Bilky, we are seeing it sometime next week, probably, I assume. Um, I am taking my aunt out for her birthday to see it. Uh, hopefully, you will join us. And I would love to. have a little review for you. That'll just go up. It won't be necessarily um, a podcast episode. We'll probably just do it, throw it up, and let y'all milk on it for a bit, you know? Who knows? Maybe we'll do it live. Ooh. I'm very excited. My father saw it um, yesterday or the day before. I think yesterday. And my dad is um, – he loves the MCU. He yes. always has. That's how I got into it. And, you know, I value his opinion when it comes to these things. And he did not have a negative thing to say. He It did not blow him out of the water by any means, I right. don't think. But he said it's another great Marvel movie. It's not going to be – like Shawshank Redemption, but well, yeah, it's going to be None very entertaining. Shawshank, but. Exactly, but I'm excited to see it because he gave it a positive review, so I know it must be good. And this this brings me uh, to an interesting point that was brought up to me is, by a friend of this mine. This is all you, Mister Bilky. You broke this story to me. In fact, <laughs> I do want to get your opinion afterwards, but okay. We have a, a correspondent who gave me some information saying that there are white liberals force. Okay, they're not forcing. They are strongly encouraging other whites to refrain from viewing the, the film Black Panther in the theaters because they believe that we are going to ruin the film experience for African Americans due to our white privilege. And that just. What does that mean? Yes, what, what? does that mean? <laughs> that is a great hold on, question. Hold on. There's a group of white people. 
telling other white people to not go to a theater so that way we can enjoy something? What do you think? You they own America? Like, oh, we'll let the blacks have this one. What is this? Yeah, <laughs> like, that was uh, that was my initial reaction. Was like, this is creating more problems than it ever did prior. It's, <laughs> you don't own the movie industry, and you don't. Oh my god! Yes, the word black is in the title because that is <laughs> the, the name, name of the character. <laughs> if you if you don't know, beep, 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 science alert! Science alert! There is an animal that exists on this planet called a panther and traditionally panthers wait wait, wait <laughs> are black yes it is actually the color black it is the the color of their fur what yes continue and uh, unlike human beings <laughs> who have a more saturated amounts of melatonin in their skin appear brown in appearance not asphalt okay <laughs> that's not what they look like so the title black panther does not mean that all the white people are going to ruin the experience for african americans who just want to go see a comic book hero oh my God. that's why i want to see it because he's an amazing comic book hero who i've enjoyed since i was 13 years old i didn't even know what race wars were when i was 13 <laughs> years old I mean, come on, people. I think we're stretching things out a little bit here. Listen, these cousin humpers that keep trying to do this kind of stuff are really – I'm done. I'm really done with it. And I have no patience anymore. There is no, like, trying to see their side of arguments anymore. It's just ridiculous now. You gonna take my guns and the black people gonna see Black Panther. No, I'm done with you people. You're you're idiots. Like there's no, I've met very few of you that can actually have a rational conversation. And those people I respect because they actually use their brains and are like, no, well, I see it from this point of view of our government doing this, this, and this, and you know. And, and let me explain and why. Let me explain why. But the people that are just like, nah, Trump's right. Uh, black people should probably go back to Africa. I'm like, no, done, over. Ugh, that's frustrating <laughs> because. I think there's a lot of people, and I'm not using left and right here as a political statement. There's people on the far left who are like, don't see the movie. And then there's other people on the right who are like, no, we should protest the movie or we should see it or blah, 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 whatever. And then there's the rest of us in the middle who are just movie lovers, comic book lovers, whatever it may yes. be, who would like to go enjoy the film. And the thought of me ruining the experience for an African-American with my presence alone, not bothering anyone, just paying money like every other American does – Going and viewing the film for an hour and a half to enjoy it, I don't think that ruins the experience, Jalen. My friend, you are an African-American. Would my presence in the theater ruin the experience for you? No! That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I've never walked into a theater and been like, oh, man, there's white people. I got to leave. No, what the fuck is this? No, like, you can, it doesn't matter who's in the theater Sydney, I'm there to watch Black Panther. I don't care who's in the theater. And it's dark. dark it's anyway. a theater. <laughs> Thank you. You're going to look at the back of someone's head. Oh, that's a white person. I, oh better, run. White. I better run. My, yeah. my experience is now ruined because he is <laughs> he is obtaining the information that should have been solely mine. That's no, outrageous. that's not their thought process. It doesn't work like that. Believe it or not, most people would prefer to just live in peace and coexist. <laughs> that That is mostly <laughs> what... It's shocking. Yeah. I know, but... um. Maybe more white people should go see this movie so they can see what or how Wakandans act, how <laughs> beautiful their society is. It you know, it might be fictional, but there's a lot of inspiration and there's a lot of things traditionally from Africa brought into the mythos by Jack Kirby when he made the character back in the 60s. Like there's a reason it's good and rich and beautiful as it is right now.
Exactly. Authors write about which they know. So they're taking real-life observations and putting it onto paper. And at the time, Jack Kirby, a white man working for Marvel, said, hey, I'm going to make our first black superhero for the MCU. And guess what he did? He went and looked and said, Africa's cool. How can I make this some kind of um, sci-fi comic booky thing? So he took inspiration from real life, African people, made Wakanda, Black Panther, the whole mythos back in the day. And he introduced him in an issue of Fantastic Four. And I bet no one was offended. I bet no one was well, up in arms. It was the '60s. There okay. were probably some people offended, but still, yeah, it I mean, was Marvel's right, big moves right there. It's 2018. <laughs> we have progressed 50 <laughs> as a, years as past the creation of that. <laughs> if you cannot, as a white person, get yourself to go to the theaters because you think you're going to ruin the experience for an African American, I think you need to rethink your. Uh, Life. Your whole life? Like, I don't know. I couldn't come up with a big enough word to describe your thought process, your ignorance. Yes. Who knows? And I don't know. I feel like I'm just going to We're just going to move along. It's just too much. <laughs> God yes. damn. Well, folks, it's time for DC TV stuff, otherwise known as Jalen Recaps the Flash, and Bilky doesn't watch any of the shows because Arrow got moved to Thursdays, even though he started to watch Black Lightning but has now stopped. <laughs> I am a bit behind. <laughs> And it's not a race thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh man. Um, Flash was on hiatus this week. Um, Legends. <laughs> <It was laughs> Legends of. I know. Legends was great. They had had John Constantine come back in. If you guys don't know who John Constantine is, he's a um, glorified ex- uh, exorcist person. He's also a warlock. So he gets all that demony goodness and horror film stuff. There's an ex- literally the episode started with an exorcism, and her name was Emily. Ironically. Um, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Did you know the the movie The Exorcist that happened here in St. Louis? Yeah, yeah. My dad How worked mind at blowing that hospital. Is that? That's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? The fucking um, Luxium Brothers. Yes. Ugh. Ugh. But moving right along to our Black Lightning weekly review, it's episode five. Uh, I forget the title. I think it's uh, something with ends or something like that. Anyways, it's episode five. Uh, Jefferson, in the beginning of this episode, he learned how to fly like Iron Man. That was a cool thing. Um, what have was, I been missing? <laughs> you're sleeping, dude. He, yeah, we get a new power from Jefferson, um, and he learns how to fly like Iron Man. The funny part about that scene is he's at this, he's on top of this roof, right? And he's talking to Gamby, and Gamby's like, and he asks Gamby, he's like, "Is this gonna work?" And Gamby's like, "Well, I think it will." And then he just jumps, like, <laughs> "There's no, <laughs> the trust no guarantee, like he's gonna live." But anyway, so he flies around, and then he sees. A young man who is OD'd on this new drug called Greenlight, which was introduced in the previous episode. I guess we should do four and five because we were a bit behind. But in episode four, this new drug called Greenlight has been introduced to the streets. Jefferson actually had to stop a young man at his high school from basically killing everyone in the bathroom and had to keep it low-key. Um... So that's been hitting the streets. Uh, Tobias Whale is behind it, of course, the main villain of the series. But it was an interesting, another awesome social moment in the beginning of Episode 5. The cops were ready to shoot the kid, right? Black Lightning comes down there and says, put your guns down. And then finally subdues the, the young man who is OD'd and looks at the cops, and he gives a great one-liner and says, why don't you bust out your tasers first? Because to this point, Black Lightning's ability to electrocute people on green light is the only thing stopping them. Jesus, Jefferson. I mean, again, this show just 
it's in your face about it. Like, that's an issue we have right now with cops just shooting first, asking questions never. And I think that's what we need. We need a slap in the face to say, hey, this is real life. You cannot live in your fairy tale suburban world forever. Nope, you not cannot. At all. And in episode four, Anissa had started to really kind of get into her powers some more. She actually stopped a, uh, a drug sale early in the episode and then later on in the episode she f- tracked the drug dealers down she hoodied up kind of like luke cage a little bit okay it's pretty dope and then she uh punches both the drug dealers but then realizes she has no control of her powers because she is she just fucking one punch man them? one punch man them to <laughs> almost to death so she calls for an ambulance and leaves and then in this episode we get to see her really kind of have fun with the idea of being a superhero because she gets herself her first costume and it is outrageously bright and there's a funny scene where she is wearing that um that black cat outfit that she had in episode three at the nightclub Mm. and she's trying to do all these superhero things she's punching and stuff in her room and she like does like a little squat and it tears and then (laughs) she stands up she goes all this ass damn it <laughs> that's hilarious. Like, that's so great. I'm sorry. Like the show knows what it is, and I think it's amazing. All this ass, yeah. damn it! <laughs> uh, moving along in the episode, Jennifer goes to the skating rink with her friends because she's just trying to have a normal night out. She runs into a couple school bullies and shows some dope moves. Jennifer beats ass in this roller rink yes. and breaks uh, one of these bullies' wrists, and then has to get later confronted by Jefferson and their family. Um, the the family that has the child with the broken wrist comes over to the house, right? Okay. And so it's that typical situation of, oh hey, your kid beat up my kid, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get you, kind of thing. And uh, Jefferson is typical dad in this situation, just like not aware of what happened at all and, and everything else. And then uh, another great move, women empowerment, like you know, his wife comes in, diffuses the situation, and talks the family down a little bit. It's amazing. Well, if sir, if your son is With harassing her, her brain, yeah, stop harassing my daughter, and then maybe your son will get his wrist broken. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's simple. Um, but then they have this cool Incredibles esque moment with Jennifer, uh, talking talking her down about what happened. She had went out and didn't know the fight was. Both the parents had no idea the fight happened because, of course, you're not gonna tell your parents you got in a fight. Yeah, that's never, gonna, not. never gonna end well. So they confront her, and Jefferson's wife <laughs> is talking uh, talking to Jennifer about um, the, the fight and what happened. Jennifer says, yeah, there were two girls. And then Jefferson is amazing, and he goes, two girls? And he's, like, real surprised but also proud because his daughter <laughs> just freaking laid him out. It's amazing. Please watch that episode. Um, the resolution of this episode, though, we get a little bit of a flashback to Tobias's uh, background. It was a really cool shot. So they shot this flashback, right? And instead of Tobias being a younger version, like they, you know, they swap actors for flashbacks, right. right? The flashback is going on. It's a fully grown Tobias. He's just speaking the lines of what happened at, in this particular flashback, but like everything else is changed, right? So yeah, that sounds cool. A, yeah, it's a really cool shot, and we discover that he kind of had a rough background. Um, his mom left him and his sister, who was introduced at the end of episode four, I believe. So they go and track him down, and again, dude, this is the most scary guy in the DC um, television universe right now. He breaks his back at his house, right? And then his sister is about to shoot the man that had abused them for so long and kind of end it quick because you can tell he's in misery. He grabs her hand says, no, he's going to die slow. And then they just walk out. This man is going to sit there for at least two days, bleeding internally, 
and he's gonna die of starvation. Damn, dude. He has no chill, dude. None. Oh, my, I just got chills myself. <laughs> he gave me all the ones Wait, he doesn't have. Watch it, dude. I'm telling you, the scene is gonna blow your mind. Tobias scares the shit out of me every time I see him do something. And that, what scares me even more than Tobias is the thought of seeing Jill Scott's character do anything else. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I see Tobias, I'm scared, and that's fine. But yes, dude, just imagining this woman puts fear into Tobias. Yes. So I don't even want to know how she would have killed the man with the broken back. I don't. She would have ripped all of his fingernails oh, out God. or something. I don't know. Good lord, it was it was very scary. And throughout the episode, we are continuing this theme that somehow these powers are kind of killing Jefferson, and it gets even worse in this episode. He ends up unconscious at one point. So now we're left with uh, Jefferson kind of not knowing how to use his powers, or not not saying not knowing how to use his powers, but he's definitely being affected by the use of the uh, the Black Lightning powers again, now that he's older. Bilky, so we have these other shows, right, with these kind of younger um, superheroes. Well, I mean, Oliver Queen's not that old, but, I mean, The Flash and... And, you know, people on Legends and Supergirl, they don't have this issue. Do you, like, what is your thought on just, we, we are watching a superhero kind of crumble and break out of his prime as he's continuing this this raid of justice? I think it's very believable, and I don't think there's another way you could go about it. No. He is, he has superpowers, this is correct. But at the same time, he is a human being. At one point in time, he is going to perish just like the rest of us. Yes. So it's only right that they show him going through the struggles of aging with superpowers and using them in excess. And I think it's important to show that because then it's going to it's gonna foreshadow more events of him teaching his daughters how to use their powers and hopefully static shock. Yes. But it's necessary, and I like that they're doing it because he's going to grow old and he's not going to be able to save everyone forever. So who is he going to have to follow in his footsteps, I suppose? Exactly my point also. The most interesting point in Episode 5 for me was the discovery and background. We dug into a little bit more of Jefferson's father. Anissa has kind of obviously been going down this superhero road, and she kind of makes up the story about going to this news outlet uh, down in Freeland to investigate what happened to her grandfather. And she discovers that not only was he a great reporter, he dug up something that was kind of sketchy. They loop in the um, experiments done on the Tuskegee Airmen. Oh, that's cool. Back in the day, and said that there were some kids that went missing after a test group of this new serum they were using on the uh, the subjects uh, had arose, and Tobias was one of them, which leaves at least five or six others left. I assume that Jefferson is for sure one. I think that's my hot take. We will find out in the next couple episodes. That is a very hot take. Oh, my God. Who are the other four, then? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. <laughs> that <laughs> one blew my mind a little. I was, That's what I was saying. Like, oh, my gosh. I'm saying, dude, you got to catch up. You sleeping. I know. There's so much that they can do with this show. I love it. Yes. So that's your uh, DC TV stuff. But, uh, Bilky, there's some video games things happening in the world of that, um, you know, arena of nerds and, and computers and, and um, the, the Xboxes. And, and Well, you, you know what it is. There was a League of Legends update, I yes. think 8.3. I don't I don't really feel like diving into that. There's a Master Yi buff or something like that. Because that was necessary. There's never a Zoe nerf, so <laughs> I, d- I just don't really care. <laughs> P.S. fans, 
that is his arch nemesis. <laughs> She's in, so annoying. Like <laughs> he will insta tilt if we are in queue together and he sees the other team has a Zoe. It's oh, just no, there's I no there is no he'll just be, fuck. <laughs> I will put her on my blacklist though if oh. we're playing an Aram. Oh, she will perish every time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just like that damn Caitlyn a couple games uh, ago. And there are the NA LCS spring split going on and the Korean one as well. I really haven't kept track of them. Pretty I know sure EU is going on. I do know that Cloud9 and TSM are kind of struggling and these newer organizations are having a great run. So it's, that's been interesting to watch. They're kind of middle of the road in the rankings, but we'll see how that ends up. Yeah, I mean, um, for all my CLG fans out there, nothing has changed. We still lose pretty much every game. But my heart will beat for thee, and hopefully they won't just freaking figure it out. Makes me mad. We have a good squad, or we should on paper at least, but we just cannot put stuff together. Never That's been really able true. to. They, they throw Baron like nobody's business. But well, anyways. What's a Baron? In other video game news, what is happening on the Fortnite, Bilky? Fortnite. This game is growing so rapidly in popularity, and Epic Games just continues to put out new things in the game, making it an ever-adapting meta. Um, honestly, I hope this game just burns out quickly. So that way I can play it without all the uh, 12-year-olds. Yes. But, um, let's see. They added an impulse grenade. So, you throw this grenade near other players. And so, imagine they're up on a high ground. They're sitting on stairs. And you sneak behind them. You throw the impulse grenade. And after a couple seconds, it detonates. Launching a shockwave that displaces players. I don't think it does damage, but it will knock them off terrain. Oh, so it's kind of a defensive tool in a sense. In a sense, or like in a, a stealth, did not stick the landing assassination. <laughs> so if they're up on the high ground, you throw it. Hopefully they fly off the edge to their death. Um, shrines have been added in... Damn it, I had a word, but I don't know it anymore. Essentially, shrines have been added for the Lunar New Year or Chinese New Year, yep. which is very exciting. I think that's cool. And in these shrines... Um, if you watched Kung Fu Panda, it's it looks similar. It really does. There's no yeah, it's very similar. It looks like a building out of Kung Fu Panda. I haven't been in one, but my sister was playing and she saw one. They look pretty cool from the TV screen. Uh, I'm assuming there's just a bunch of chests and loot in there, just more ways for you to get things and more bullshit to be acquired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are new uh, new dragon weapons will save the world. So Ooh. essentially these are, I don't know that anyone plays save the world, to be uh, honest. No. I don't. Um, it's all at that solo. Yeah, they're just skins. That's about it. <laughs> they look it. like Chinese <laughs> New Year skins, whatever. Um, there's a couple new things. If you have an Xbox One S, is that the new one? One I think X? so, yes, One S. One, one, and then add whatever letter you choose. <laughs> that is the new console that's out. A, B, C, exactly. D. Um... I believe that runs in 4K. Ooh, and so the shiny. new, yeah, th that's what the new Fortnite update was. It's now running in 4K if you have the new Xbox. And I can only imagine how beautiful that oh. looks. New texture updates, stuff like that, bug fixes. I don't think anything crazy has happened. Um, the scoped assault rifle is now supposedly perfectly accurate when scoped. That weapon has never been accurate in <laughs> its entire existence. So I probably will not pick one up. Uh, maybe, maybe I will. Probably not, though. Uh, let's see, they, okay, so they fixed the ammo on, or they fixed the, the precision on it, and then they reduce its damage for a headshot from 250% down to 200, 
so I guess they're anticipating that it'll be OP because it finally shoots in a straight line. They decrease the drop rate on crossbows, miniguns, and chug jugs. I'm okay with that for the crossbow and minigun because they were popping up literally everywhere. But I, I don't see chug jugs as often as I'd like to. Maybe I don't loot the right spots. Who knows? I don't know. It bothers me. And also, thank you, Epic Games, for fixing the goddamn sniper rifle. <laughs> I lost a game the other day. I, I clipped it. I literally clipped it because I was putting bullets through the man's forehead and nothing was happening. Oh, my God. Wait, so you had lined it up, you were shooting this man in the face with a, s- a sniper rifle and nothing was happening? Yeah, um, Bounds and I were playing, it was us two versus another group, and of course this bastard spent all the money on the game, he doesn't know what the sun looks like, he has the all the best skins and stuff, yeah, so you can tell he no lifes it. My buddy goes down after we snipe one of their guys. It's me and the guy. I end up choking. I lose the game. It's fine. Whatever. But for there was a point in time where I was I was using the semi-automatic sniper rifle, and I swear to God, I was hitting this. I I was so upset. I recorded it because I'm I'm yelling at Bounds while he's down. I'm like Bounds. I'm I'm shooting it, dude. I'm hitting it. This is what's happening. Came up, RPG'd me in the mouth. That was the end of that game for me. Wow. Um, I think they changed. Okay. Oh my. Okay. Oh no. Stop making this game so simple. It is bothering the hell out of me. For players like my sister, who will loot one house and sit in there for the rest of the match if she is allowed, you can now like distinctly tell if there's a player above you or below you, and so people can just sound hoard to figure out where you're at. And apparently footsteps are quieter from a further distance so before you could hear someone running up on you now you only hear them when they're like right up in your shit and it bothers me why are you making this game so easy to sound whore and you're taking the stealth out of it because i remember when it first came out i could sit up on a high ground with bounds and we would just snipe people and you can't really tell because there was no bullet trail there the sounds were better and you just you couldn't cheat with your ears essentially (laughs) But now it's just RPGs to the face. We're just going to build a thousand things. I'm just going to camp around this corner with a pump shotty, and I am just over it. <laughs> I am over it. Can you just make the game more like PUBG? Yeah, well, there are successes and there are failures, Mr. Bilkey, but there is a new part of the show, and um, what is that? You might know of it. We, we do it every time we do the show. So is it is it really new? <laughs> hey, Bilky. Hey, what's the deal with this Black Panther nonsense? I don't know, dude. People are up in arms about it, Mister Carey. Back in my day, Black Panthers were just these uh, political protesters and and crazy people. But now we're talking about a guy that runs around dressed like a cat. Yeah, it's like Halle Berry, but less attractive. I don't know. Chadwick Boseman's a pretty good-looking guy. He is quite muscular. To be completely honest, if I swung for the other team, hell, I might give it a whirl. It's him or Michael B. Jordan, I guess. Take your pick. Oh, good night. Don't get me started on that light-skinned milk drop. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say milk dud. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for If You Want to Read, otherwise known as stuff we've been checking out lately. Um, I have been checking out on the Netflix a little show called Disjointed starring the (laughs) Kathy Bates. (laughs) It is wonderful for you marijuana users. (laughs) 
I haven't watched it. I need to check it out. You were telling me it's pretty funny. Dude, this show was made for people that get stoned. Um, it's funny, and there are all these trippy visuals that just pop up, and it's a okay for for those that, just so I can put it in context. It's a sitcom made for Netflix, so there's no actual commercials. Instead, what they've done, they've made a bunch of parody commercials. Um, in particular, the one I think is really funny is the um, Kush the Banquet Bud or something like that. Um, <laughs> It's a parody of the Coors Light commercials. It's hysterical. And um, it also has some really, just really topical and deep moments. And Kathy Bates flexes those Academy Award winning muscles of hers. And it's it's freaking phenomenal. I'd say just give it, just give it a, go see it. It's a see it. Just check it out, you know? See what, see what you're about. I'll end up seeing it at some point. Mm, what have I been watching lately on Netflix? A lot of old gangster movies. So, I mean, if you haven't seen The Godfather, watch it. Goodfellas, watch it. Um... Shit, what else have I been watching? I was watching American Pie today, but I mean, that's, well, that's very, a classic. Yeah, that's a very old one. Um, Chris Rock has a new stand-up on there called Tambourine. I haven't checked it out yet, but if you're a Chris Rock fan, probably pretty funny. Um, I don't know. I've been uh, been away from Netflix for a little bit while. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, as far as comic books that I've been reading, I have been reading the uh, Hellboy Volume One. I think it's on Comicsology. That's pretty interesting. I just love I love the movie. That's the first exposure I ever had to Hellboy. So I picked up the stuff by Mike Mignola and it's kind of interesting art styles. He plays a lot with silhouettes and there's not like all this detailed background stuff like you get, but you you get the story and it's really focused on the characters and I like that a lot. So check that out on Comicsology if you uh, get a get a chance to do it. Oh my god, I almost forgot. There's freaking Ninja Turtles in Injustice 2 oh, now. Wow, we both forget. <laughs> no, I don't Hold know. On. Oh, yes. Give them your money and you will receive turtles who know ninja skills. Yes, all four of them. That's Mikey, Donatello, Raphael, and Leonardo are in the game looking beautiful. And they look like the classic ones from the 90s also. That's the best part, I think. I'm going to look up a video real quick so I can see. I think you get all four of them to fight at once. You can. They kind of tag team depending on what you're um, fighting as. I know. I think uh, Michelangelo and Donatello have a, a combo. I know that Leonardo and Raphael have a combo, so I'm not 100% sure on who all fights with who or if you can use all four in your fighting skills, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely... Spend the money, dudes. It's the freaking Ninja Turtles in a... Okay, I was watching the entrance, and he just kick-flipped into the fight. I'm... <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes. I'm pretty sure Hellboy's in the game, too, and that would be awesome to play with. So, for fun, you could do Hellboy versus a Ninja Turtle of your choice. Okay, I yeah. am watching this right now. <laughs> Donatello, Donatello is beating ass. <laughs> Good, look at him. He's just... Oh, Oh my god. Oh, okay. So and Leonardo the, combos as well. Yeah, this looks actually amazing. Okay, so you, you don't get all four of them whooping ass at the same time, but your abilities have them fly from the rafters and <laughs> just deliver fierce kicks to the neck. Yes, and um, it looks beautiful, so definitely uh, check that one out for sure. Yeah, it looks like they did a great job with this. Uh, Jalen, <laughs> we might have to wrap this up and go play Injustice. Uh, uh, Loki, I, I, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> But uh, we have done this podcast yet again for free via a special website that we call home, podcast.com. That's right, podcast.com. It's the best place to host your podcast because you get unlimited storage and optimized search engine capabilities so that way your podcast gets out on the webs on iTunes, which is where ours is located in case you didn't know. 
I mean, he said it, dude. <laughs> Podcast.com is where we do our stuff. And uh, the comic uh, the comic book recommendations I gave for uh, Hellboy can always be found on Comixology. If you have an Amazon account, all you have to do is go to your settings of your profile, a couple clicks of a button, and you will have yourself a membership to Comixology. You have access to thousands and thousands of free comic books online that you can put on your Kindle, your your iPad, whatever you so fancy. So definitely check that out. I'm Jalen Holston. You can find me on Twitter at Jalen Holston and Instagram at the same handle. Bilky, are you online at all anymore? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> um, I've been off Twitter for probably a month and a half now. Solid. Yeah, it's refreshing. I can't even lie. Because, you know, I'd find myself like going through these phases where... If I have a second to breathe, I'm clicking on my phone. I'm going straight to social media just to see what what's happening. Do I have notifications? Oh, yeah. Like, what are people saying? Blah, blah, blah. And a lot of times that can just be information overload. And you need to take a break from it every once in a while. Yeah, I'm not saying deactivate your Twitter account, but breathe for a while. Soak in some nature. Go out in the real world. Experience life because it does not all circulate around social media. But if you are... Uh, Itching to start a conversation, um, find me on Instagram at B I L K O Z B Y. Open for your interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, keep it sweaty, nerds. We'll be back next time.